everyone and welcome to Impact Chronicles, a platform where we chat to founders of African enterprises. Today we're going to be talking about something very important, housing for students. We chat to Marvelous Nyongoro, the founder of The Housing Hub, a platform that seeks to solve the student housing problem in Zimbabwe. Marvelous, hi and welcome. Please give us a bit of a background about you and the work that you're doing. Okay, sure. I mean, um, let me start by saying my name is Marvelous, as you've already heard. Um, I'm a student, well, no longer a student. I just finished university some weeks ago. We had the class of COVID 2019. Wow, I just finished congrats. university, my exams um, weeks ago. <laughs> Thank you so much. I was so used to introducing myself as a student. Now I'm thinking, oh, now I have to get used to uh, introducing you have myself to as a non student. I'm the founder of the Housing Hub, Marvelous. Oh. <laughs> Okay, sure. Aside from that, I'm also the founder of The Housing Hub, which is a company that I started when I was in my freshman year at university after facing challenges of securing um, off-campus accommodation. This happened after I failed to secure on-campus accommodation. And the challenges that I faced trying to secure decent off-campus accommodation is just what led me to come up with this idea of starting a business to solve other students' problems because I realized I wasn't just the only one who was facing this challenge, but like a majority of the students every semester, time after time, were facing the same challenge of coming across bogus agents and and scalpless landlords, dubious other students who make you pay to access um, a list of phone numbers that doesn't even work. So I told myself, um, why not start something, you know, to at first, it actually started like as a WhatsApp group because I had I had been duped money. Unfortunately, I was level one two at the time. I had lost money to an agent I met on Facebook. So um, I will use the name Farai. So Farai had taken my money and had blocked me on WhatsApp, and I couldn't access him. So what I then decided to do is I started a WhatsApp group as a form of revenge to get back at him for stealing my money. I wanted all students to post accommodation on that whatsapp group like if you find anywhere where accommodation is available just post it and i made it to myself to move around looking for accommodation so that i just posted on the group so that people would realize that this you do not have to pay someone so that they can block you you do not have to lose money for information we can make information available so then people started saying oh my god you've really been working hard you've been moving around um, we're going to pay you an appreciation fee for all that you're doing. I'm like, oh, it's for free. Don't worry, it's for free. I'm just doing this uh, so that I help other students. And before, with time, I then realized, you know what? I can I can actually make this a sustainable business that not only solves um, students from MSU, but then can cut across all campuses because all students are facing the same the same problem. And then after doing my research, I actually realized that for universities such as the National University of Science and Technology in Blawayo, they've got an enrollment of over 10,000 students, but campus accommodation can only cater for 64 up to 72 maximum. And I kid you not. 74 you look at people, University of not Zimbabwe, thousand, yes. not seven, not thousand. Oh no. Less than 100, less than 100. You look at, um, 
Midland State University, we've got a huge population that is outside campus, about 16,000 students staying off campus. And I mean, that's just crazy. The numbers are crazy. That's insane. So it's presented to, yeah, it, it, it really is insane. You look at the University of Zimbabwe, over 8,000 students staying off campus accommodation. So it really presents for itself a market and it also presents um, opportunities for bogus agents as well. So wow. then I told myself um, something has to be something has to be done to close the gap between um, accessibility of information. Students are trying to access accommodation. Landlords who have accommodation but are failing to access the student market as well because the students lack information pertaining to exactly where do landlords exist. Okay, so yeah. can you take us through the solution? What's the solution that you built and how does it work? Okay, so the solution we built is a website and a mobile application where students can book accommodation and make payments for accommodation. It's a digital marketplace. Consider it your Airbnb or Amazon for student accommodation. It start, we started off as student accommodation, but with, um, with growth, and market responses, we're realizing that we also have to diversify the business and just make the business inclusive of other market sectors. So as part of our growth strategy, we are venturing into other types of accommodation that is not just student accommodation and also for the sustainability of the business as well, because student accommodation, you'd realize that it's seasonal. And what are we doing in between? We have to find something to... Um, to keep the staff motivated, to keep people working, and to keep on making impact. And that is by diversifying the services portfolio. So our website and application, students can see listing of houses, they can see the prices, they can convert between currencies because we realize that some students are in the diaspora, but they want to come to Zimbabwe. So you've got an RTGS value of the rent, and then you've got a USD value. What if I want to pay in Pulas? What if I want to pay using Metcal? So you can actually convert between currencies. After you do that, you place your booking. Within 48 hours, you get your response directly from the landlord. Or if the landlord has an agent in place, their agent will respond to you. And then within 24 hours, you're supposed to make, um, you're supposed to make your, your bidding, which is by mode of payment of paying a deposit to show that you're serious for accommodation. Because it not, normally at times, students just place bookings for the sake of placing bookings just to say mm. oh my god i've got a booking at house number one two three four up to ten i can switch between all of these houses anytime but then on the side of the landlord they really need to be certain that the student is going to come and He's reside at their back, property yeah. so therefore you're supposed yeah so you are supposed to make a form of payment and by making your deposit the landlord is guaranteed that the student is coming and after that you get your virtual receipt you produce it upon arrival and you're good to go. Okay. So how important has been the transparency when it comes to your side of the business? Because this is online. And when you said money, I quickly mm -hmm. panicked and thought, oh my goodness. So what, um, what are the measures you've taken when it comes to the security and accountability that you have? And trust, also it's a trust okay. issue because I feel that sometimes maybe the students will be thinking, okay, maybe house one won't be that nice or the pictures don't look that good. Um, how have you dealt okay. with that? Okay, so what we've done, um, and there's a, a very good point. Thank you for asking that question. So we've realized that whenever there's money involved, there's bound to be panic. I, 
even even myself, I, I putting myself in the in the shoes of a customer, getting on a website and they're asking you to pay, let's say, the equivalent of a rental of fifty USD, which can translate to probably let's say two thousand at current market rates, and you're thinking, I just have to I have to send two thousand over the phone just like that. What if these guys, what if these guys dupe me? What if my money just disappears? So yeah. what we've done is we've actually partnered up with institutions, the institutions that we're providing our service for. So a good example is Midland State University. You can find um, our website on the official pages of Midland State University and the university official e-learning platform. So when a student logs into their e-learning account, they have the option of booking on-campus accommodation and off-campus accommodation. When they go to the off-campus accommodation portal, it takes them to our site. Therefore, it sort of brings in credibility on the yeah, student side to say that if the school is supporting this, the school knows about Housing Hub. They have a Housing Hub on the official MSU website. Um, it's, it's easy for me to make a complaint if anything is to happen. That is partnership number one. Partnership number two, we partnered up with PayNow Zimbabwe. We realized that if we are to do the whole handling of finances, especially considering the sheer volume of money that comes in, um, being a startup at this stage in time where we're still building up, the level of trust might not still be as high as we would like it to be. So we have a third party who is known for already handling money who is known for handling payments and handling finances. So we let PayNow do the whole, um, the whole paying and disimbursements of funds. So whenever you pay, money is going into our PayNow merchant. And then okay. PayNow disimburses the money to the landlords and then to our account. Okay. So they disburse money to you guys. Let's talk revenue generation. What's your business model? Okay. So when we started off initially in 2018. The finance model was to have landlords on the platform paying a subscription fee to access our service, but that did not quite sit well with them. I think it was mainly because we were still new, you know, you're introducing a new technology and people are still adapting and to come with a new technology, like pay, 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 sort of um, shouted to them. I think it was shouting expense, expense, expense. So therefore they were like, deny, 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 and they didn't want the product. So we decided to make um, the product free on the side of the landlord. And then we add commission payment on the rent. So what we do is um, for every student, for every successful booking that is made via the platform, we add a commission that ranges between one to 10%, depending on the property, the type of amenities that are provided and the level of demand. So that is an algorithm that is automatically set within the system. If there are a lot of students who are requesting um, a particular type of property, the commission levied for a student to gain that property, um, it increases from five to a maximum of 10%. And it is made clear to you as well, because when you make your booking, you are given an accounts breakdown as a student on your account, you're shown that there is, um, I wish I was using my tablet so that I'd show you this. You're actually shown that for this particular property, there are 300 other people who are bidding to actually oh. pay for the property. So therefore the commission that we're now levying is going to be this range. Are you comfortable? If you're not comfortable, here are the options that you can try. So therefore it's, it's really clear to you that you're going to be paying um, 
10% of $100, right? Which is like $10 or $10, 10% of 50, it could be 5% or depending on the demand. So the commission paid is then paid to us into our account. And part of that commission, if the house or the property has um, a student agent, because we also use the student agency model, student agents are responsible for talking and engaging with landlords to have them sign up on the platform. In return, these agents are paid on commission. So the commission comes from every, it's 20% of every successful booking. So there's a five to 10% commission laid on top of the rental for using our platform, which is a once-off payment that is paid within the first month only. And then part of that five to 10%, 20% is going towards the person who engaged the property owner, continues to engage them so that they can stay within our service. And then on the side of the landlord, how are we getting landlords to pay up and sign up and use our service? Because, you know, it's, it's one thing having your property on a platform. Next month, if I feel like, okay, my house is filled up, I no longer want, the, I no longer want to use housing. You can always do that. So how are we retaining our landlords? We've come up with a portfolio of services that we're now offering to landlords. We did our research and we discovered, um, okay, landlords do not keep proper books of finance. Landlords are not doing inventory checks. Landlords do not have a proper lease agreements in place between them and the students or between landlords and tenants in general. I mean, it's, it would be interesting to find out how many people have actually signed lease agreements in Harare between them yeah. and their landlords, you know? not many and not many know about it when people hear leases they freak out because people think courts but then i yeah. mean that's the proper route if you want to do something professional so now we're offering lease drafting agreements we roped in a few um a few student lawyers um who are now part of the team we're now into student uh, we're not into lease agreements drafting We've also partnered up with a company called Made to Clean Private Limited. Made to Clean offers um, cleaning services. They offer like deep cleaning services, laundry services, like a whole portfolio of house tailored services. So these services are offered to the properties that are listed on the housing hub at a discount. We also partnered up with um, Zua Gas. We are, fr we are running um, a pilot with a franchise that is in Gweru. So the partnership is that landlords who've got their properties listed on the housing hub get bulk supply of gas at a discount. I think that's really cool. And as a landlord, you really want to maximize on this opportunity. And the only way for you to maximize on the opportunity is if you are subscribing on, on our platform. Oh, wow. So that is one too. And then another thing that we're also offering for landlord is we're now offering... Um, inventory and accounting management. So we prepare books of accounts and accounting reports. Um, this is made easy because we've captured the details of the students or the tenants who are coming into the property. The system has, um, has, has the amount of rentals that you are charging. The system is, um, can then automatically forecast and calculate just how much rentals you should expect to make within a certain period of time. You can also play around with the different accounting manuals and scenarios, excuse me, and scenarios that are within the system to let's say, okay, gas expense is going to be this much. I'm going to pay um, landscapers this much. I'm going to repay my house at a cost of this much, like revenue expenditure. And then the system can actually calculate for you how much 
rentals, um, like net rent income after expenses are you supposed to expect within the coming months? So I think that is a very cool function and a very yeah. necessary um, function that any landlord would require because it helps you to plan for the future. You automatically know, okay, I was expecting to make 3000 from student accommodation, but unfortunately I can't do that because I have to sink a boho at the property. I have to do this. So alternatively, I can maybe use my property during um, student um, semester breaks for one, two, three, four, because we also give those recommendations on how you can really maximize your property and other things you can find on the platform is stuff such as how you can turn maybe your garage into proper student accommodation because you might probably be having um, um, a room that you're not using because that's the thing we discover that most landlords um, have rooms that they're not using or most people in fact have rooms that they're not using but do not necessarily know what to do with them or how to turn them into proper accommodation. There's a few tricks and a few touches you can do and a few upgrades and you can start making income from that. So these are all the different channels of revenue that we've, um, that we've been, that we've garnered over time. Initially didn't start that, initially just started as commission-based, but now we've diversified to increase our revenue streams because we noted that relying on one source of income is quite deadly uh, for the business because the business has to keep on going. You still have to pay for hosting. You still have to pay for your marketing to run promotions and campaigns and so forth. Yeah. Wow. That's really impressive. I really love the value addition component that you've then incorporated in your business. Now let's talk COVID-19. I know it's a dreaded subject. What has been the easy? Oh my God. Um, what has been the challenges that have come with this? Because I understand a lot of students aren't <laughs> going to school. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. how, have you, how have you, how are you dealing with this whole situation? So COVID-19 is, um, you know, <laughs> I don't even know where to start. So COVID-19 is a whole topic on its own. I feel like most businesses were not prepared. I remember... When I start initially, when I heard about COVID-19, I was actually in Kenya at the time. That's when people started talking about COVID-19, COVID-19. I'm like, oh, what's COVID-19? Oh, there's this virus. I realized the magnitude of the virus when the government announced that schools had to close. I was like, oh, okay, probably it's temporal, you know, so we can expect to make losses. That was at exactly the same period when students were going back to school and other universities were just going, were just about to go back to school. Only, I think it was just only MSU that had opened and we had made a huge investment in Chinoy. We had sent out agents, invested in marketing, and we wanted to recoup the money during this period that students were going to school. Something that never materialized because Mm. students didn't go back to school. So now what this meant for us was, schools were closed. So there's no commission that's going to come. That's obvious. No commission is going to come because no one is going to book accommodation through the platform because no one wants accommodation anymore. Number two, there's no property to manage because the properties are empty and students are home. You have no rent to forecast (laughs) because Mm. no rent is actually coming in. There are no cleaning services that you can offer because no one is residing in the property. 
there is um, no inventory checks or or monthly inspections that you can actually invoice the landlord to say, um, so for this month we're going to do and come and check the furniture and check to see if students have damaged anything and assess the value of that and what cost that will be an ETC. That did not happen. And that meant we, we were stuck and we were sitting. So we thought it was probably going to be for like a month and now we are almost in August. We're yeah, still there. I think it's like so, five, six months later. <laughs> Yeah, it's like five, six months later. I'm like, oh my God, guys, we're, we're, <laughs> we're where we were in April. You know, it, it sort of like feels like nothing really has changed. But I feel like COVID-19 has been a huge game changer. So mm. what we're now doing is we are now exploring other services, right? We're now building. We're not just building housing. We're building an entire ecosystem. If you actually go on our site right now, uh, it'll tell you that we're coming back in a moment. We're upgrading ETC. We're now building an entire ecosystem, like a plethora of services that are tailor-made for the student. So there's going to be like um, a slight pivot within the business because there's going to be focus on both markets now, the general market and the student market. So we're like building an ecosystem, just starting to see what people are doing online, what do students do online, what do students want, what are the services that they want. Fortunately for us, we did a survey sometime back in February. So we're giving out rentals in exchange for information. And that ran pretty well. I mean, who wouldn't want to get their rent paid? <laughs> so that, that went pretty well. And we had a huge engagement from students. So we really got to understand our student market in terms of what other services would they want besides booking accommodation on the platform? What would they need? Um, so we got like a, an entire pool of services and we decided um, which one is okay, which one is a bit um, of a shot. We left that one for Tesla going to the moon, which one is closer to home, which one would really work not only in Zimbabwe, but like in the Southern region of Africa, because the vision of the business is not just to end in Zimbabwe, but we are going to grow across the Southern region. So what are students thinking from outside the country? What, how can we fast forward and think five years after COVID-19, how is student accommodation going to be affected? What are the things that students are going to be cautious about? What are parents going to be cautious about? What are universities going to be looking at? So we looked at all of these things and we are designing a product that we really that we know based on research and based on our intuition as entrepreneurs as well you know sometimes as entrepreneurs you just have to follow your gut like jump based on the research that we got and the and what we know and probably feel is going to work and the market will love um like an entire new portfolio of services when i say new the product is new, but like the services are already existent, but like we've added a twist and technology to it and we really feel it's going to work on the market. So once this is launched, we will not have to worry about a virus such as coronavirus, which limits people to their bedrooms and offices, but we can still make money even if students are at home, even if landlords are still at home people can make money from the platform so okay what advice would you give someone who's trying to get into the game um what have been your biggest lessons the biggest lesson i think is start mm -hmm. like many people ask me how did you start 
how much money did you have? Um, and some people will even have the guts and the audacity to say it's because you know people in courts. I'm like, I don't know anybody. I I, I just started, you know, like I feel I feel what you need starting is is in the mind. You just need to be prepared to start. The first $60 that I got to start the housing hub was a loan I got from my mom and dad. Oh, I mean, a loan I got from mom and dad. I don't have to remind them that I owe them $60. Yeah. <laughs> a, loan. <laughs> wow. a loan that I got from my parents to start the company. And when I started, it, I didn't have partners. I didn't have links. I didn't have people. I just started and I just started working. And recognition and media and press and everything just starts falling in line the moment you start to do something when you aspire to do something and when you take action the right people the rightful resources just start flowing in your way the best way to know that you are making mistakes and the best way to grow and the best way to experience something is by actually undertaking it not by planning it 24 7 in your diary um here's a funny story the housing hub actually um like the business right? When I started, when I faced that problem, I was in level one, two. I only launched when I was now in my second year. That was because I was so afraid of starting. What if this company steals my idea? What if this person takes it away from me? What if MSU tells me they want the idea and they want to make it their own? But to my surprise, the university was like, we would like to help you and partner. I mean, that didn't come to my mind because I was so afraid. The fear of starting kept me in my kept me in my shadows and in my caves i let my fear get over my my aspirations my dreams and the potential that i have inside me so a lot of people are failing to start because they fear the unknown just get in the game start doing something get market feedback go back on the board work on it take it back to the market get market feedback go back on board i mean even large companies are still building and building and building and they make mistakes and that's another thing people are so afraid of making mistakes i've made a mistake before i continue to make mistakes but it's part of the process and just be optimistic you know just be positive like right now you can't tell whether i'm whether i'm going through hell or not like i'm sounding good i'm positive but yeah covid 19 is it has left right and center but i sound like nothing is happening because that's this that's the spirit you just have to have you know yeah. as an entrepreneur you just have to all is great yeah be resilient yeah wow what wonderful parting words from marvelous thank you so much marvelous for joining us and we look forward to having more conversations with more empowered and empowering entrepreneurs out there Thank you for joining us and goodbye.